0: This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon sale Kick. Punch. It's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find the things I'll teach you are sure to beat you. But nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from the teacher now. Wow, I feel like... You feel that boom, boom, boom. Kick. Oh, yeah. Boom, punch. boom, boom. Once more now. Don't get cocky. It's going to get rocky. We're going to move down to the next jockey now bacon sale <laughs> <laughs> good job Good job, Tommy Wiseau oh
1: hi it's all in the mind <laughs> welcome to Big sale I'm Joel I'm Kent and Jacob oh Jacob makes me sad to hear you sound like that Poor I, Jacob. I sick. here's a sad story everyone well we were planning to record and Jake's been sick for a few days we knew he was sick and we still made him come tonight
0: we did it's true <laughs>
1: But it, in How fairness, are you? <laughs>
2: in, in fairness, Jacob's been sick on a third of the shows. So yeah, yeah. right.
1: I, yeah, there's some coughing. Maybe I, I think you've been mm, ill. I,
2: I don't think you take care of good care of your body, bud. Mm. Stop trying to do the crazy weight drops. Yeah, don't do that anymore. I don't please. do that.
0: No one's done that. Eat mm. some chocolate. You can do it. Give me some chocolate.
2: But we'd like to thank you for your feedback we got for our superhero show last time or superpowers. That Not superheroes. Superpowers that show, show was so much fun.
1: It was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right.
2: But then, I, and thank you. I, I want to give a special thank you.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: I want to give a special thank Mm. you to all of you out there who maybe once and for all proved that teleporting is superior to flying in the sense that we put a poll out there on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Are you saying
0: we can determine the truth by a popular vote? Sometimes, Jacob. Sometimes. Sometimes? A popular vote of 101
1: people who chose selfishly. That's that's 100 more than I thought we were going to get, since we have
2: (laughs) one listener. But no, uh, 78%, uh, this is Facebook, 78% teleporting, 22% flying. And then on Twitter, we had 73% teleporting
0: and 27% flying.
1: I demand a recount. There are so many fake profiles out there, and you know who you
0: are? And you know what you voted Joel's for. Joel's the only one who plays Al Gore around here, okay? <laughs> That's not true. But thank <laughs> but you for everything. It was you know, a lot was, of fun. It was a ton of fun, actually. We
2: had a blast. And we hope you did, too. Uh, and spread the good word of Bacon Cell. If you know people that would enjoy that show or other shows that we've done, pass it along to them. Let people know about our podcast. Uh, give us a rating and review on iTunes, too, so we can get more visibility and keep growing our audience to more than one person.
1: Yes. And we're going to go for a small audience tonight, because when, sometimes when we talk a certain topic...
0: Doctor Who! Not Doctor Who. Don't turn off the show. But Jake, tell us what we're talking about and maybe why they should listen. Well, I have no idea why they should listen, but... (laughs) 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 Thanks, buddy. Well, some time ago, we had a gaming show, and we're going to be revisiting that, but this time, we're not going quite so retro, although it is still pretty retro. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty retro. Yeah, this is PlayStation 1, and... uh, PlayStation. Joel and Kent have... uh, And these guys... Our lightsaber, PlayStation One, is, is is quite beloved to both of them. It's actually kind of a blind spot for me. I went straight from Super Nintendo to PlayStation Two, but really? uh, why? Why do you hate the
2: PlayStation One?
0: Uh, I just I don't I wasn't around for it. Like for some reason, whatever I was doing. Hold on, you weren't evolve. around from nineteen ninety six to two thousand one. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> Where were you? Uh, I was basically he was getting his upgrade real life video game things during that time. I wasn't. We like, don't understand. Please clarify. I'm good. Nope. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> Please talk. Don't more. I know make it hurts him to talk. talk. <laughs> Poor Jacob.
2: And this is the kind of what we talked about on the Sega show. We yep. talked about our Sega show, uh, where we discussed how Sega was kind of my prime gaming days, mm-hmm. and PlayStation actually is kind of when I started to diverge off the gaming path.
1: And now, why is that? I'm not sure. Because he doesn't like the PlayStation
2: 1. I, you know, I was playing games and then I went to Portugal for two years and I came back and didn't play as many games. Okay. So you grew up. Is that what you're saying? Not really. I still love gaming and I'd always play whenever, like when I came home, I'd play like Halo tournaments and all that. But for some reason, I just didn't own a console again until the Wii came out. And wow. I just barely got my PlayStation 4, as you know. Thank you, Colton. And uh, Which, by the way, is a huge service. Oh, I'm super proud you have a PlayStation 4 now, I just need to say. It's pretty fun. Yeah. But we're talking about PlayStation 1 today. And we're going to do kind of the similar thing we did to the Sega show. Yes. Because with the uh, classic gaming system of the NES, they went and put, you know, 30 games on there or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we decided we were going to do a fantasy list for games we want on like a Sega Essentials. Classic. Essentials. Yeah, Essentials. And so then Kent and I were coming up with a list for PlayStation. And I thought I was a PlayStation fan.
1: I think you still are.
2: Until I met Kent. (laughs) (laughs) Where I'm like, yeah, I like this game and this game. And Kent's like, this is the best game ever. And it's better than Sega and Nintendo and anything ever. And I'm like, whoa. So we actually had it out because Kent said... He liked PlayStation more than Sega, Jake, which offended me. could you
1: me. please tell us all about this conversation yeah. you had to witness? Please I d- talk as much as you possibly okay. can.
0: I remember you calling Joel a Neanderthal for his opinions. <laughs> yep. Which is every Weak. like You're yeah. basically in the Stone Age, Joel, with your video I believe game the word opinions. silly was also thrown around. That's just silly.
2: That's
1: silly, Joel. It, it's what I say now. I don't say, like okay, or slack, Joel, Joel because I say, don't be silly. Yeah. So,
0: listener, you're actually the real winner in this, because if you do have the desire to go back and be like, I would just want to play the best of the best the original PlayStation console, this is your list. Like, this is the yeah. place. Pick up pick up these titles, um, and this is where to start.
1: Now, can I give my history... Like, Joel, I do want to hear more about your history with the PlayStation, because we kind of did the same thing for Sega as well. Okay, although I'm going to say right now you're going to have more history than I do. Well, I will, and it's not history I'm really proud of. I'm, I'm about to... You murdered a person for your PlayStation, didn't you? A Similar crime, okay. honestly. Uh, well, okay. It was the summer of 1995, or actually fall of 1995. I think it was 97 is when I bought my PlayStation. I was 16 years old and i bought it because um oh, okay this is like a lame story but i'm gonna share it anyways because oh, I had, so yeah, cool. yeah. there was a sega saturn it had four free games oh, i had two hundred dollars to kill like i so i was you like, had two hundred dollars to kill when you were 17 yeah isn't that awesome i worked at laguna beach remember oh that's right so a ton of money it totally expend all those tips whatever. from the ladies he lotioned up <laughs>
0: <laughs> would you
2: please put some lotion on my back sonny sure lady
0: here's <laughs> <laughs> five dollars the, the hair
1: on the shoulders i mean was always kind of weird <laughs> so i had two hundred dollars i saw sega Saturn, four free games i saw the n64 and it had super mario 64 and i said man that's obviously the best system i've never been a nintendo guy but, you know I, I love the nes but i was like maybe i'm buying that and i saw the playstation and i was like well, oh, what? Who cares about a PlayStation? All I see on the PlayStation is a game called Twisted Metal and Jet Moto. I don't, I don't care about those games. And then I'm like, four free games on the Saturn. That's what I'm gonna buy. And I talked to the clerk and he's like, actually, the PlayStation is getting a lot of cool games. You may want to check it out. I know it doesn't really come with any free games except for this demo pack.
2: Did this uh, worker have angel wings or something like that? Because <laughs> Sega Saturn?
1: Ugh. Exactly. I, those would have been the only four games I would have bought. So I bought this thing over an N64, immediately regretted it. Yeah. Until about like the third day of playing it. And I, I was like. If
0: you got an N64, you'd probably still be fine with that decision. Yeah, I would have been like the Zelda for enough time.
1: Oh, i been one of those players. Everyone loves that game. Oh Except my for I, I found the beauty of the PlayStation. I never stopped. And then this is where we get into um, my friend's criminal past. So <laughs> I I have a friend. Jacob. <laughs> and this friend. He didn't know me yet. I know. This, when he says friend and criminal, I just think you. <laughs> so th- this friend, he liked to um, burn PlayStation games. This was back in the days when... Let him on fire, Joel. That's what he means. Mm-hmm. I got it. No, no. <laughs> you know, like burn CDs. It, games were on CDs at this point. Right. Lighter and fluid. He, got it. F- yep. He found a way to rip these PlayStation games. How could you rip it? Like paper? And make copies. And then he started making all on these a copy copies machine. for himself. Yep. On a copy machine. And right. he ripped the copies. I see. This is going well. So a friend of mine used to burn these PlayStation games and go to like the video store and rent 10 games at a time. And then the, the cashier would be like, "What? why would you need 10 games? You have to bring these back in two days. Like, oh, no, I, I just love playing. You know, it's just so much fun. Burn all the games and then bring them back the next day. Oh my gosh!" And so this, this friend of mine had like 200, 300 games. And then he came up with a brilliant idea with his friends to start selling these games online. Oh, no. This was in 97, around the uh, early days of the internet. Wow. At least f- for me using it when I used AOL. How quickly can you move product with a dial-up connection? Oh, honestly, right? Yeah. But sold these for $4 a piece. Games were $40 oh at gosh, that time. Dude, and so running it, a racket. this friend was selling $4. these. Kids, so don't listen
2: cheap. to Uncle Kent, okay? This is For
1: bad. $4 a piece. And by the way, Sony should thank this person because, yes, the, he may have sold games illegal, but he sold at least 30 play. He got 30 of his friends to buy playstations just so he can modify them and sell them the games. And so, um, wow. I'm not proud of this friend of mine, uh, whoever he may be. He or she, uh, no, it's a he. Okay. What does his name rhyme with? Trent. <laughs>
0: okay doesn't that <laughs> run with your name no
1: <laughs> and then there's a further story that all has to do with my buddy actually interviewing for the nsa and he's gonna be the air national guard and he was like please don't tell him about the playstation games please don't tell him about the playstation games <laughs> they're gonna call you as a reference yeah because i was referenced. i was ah. uh, background check multiple times and i was like don't worry i didn't Ring, I, mean, I mean playstation this, burning this friend didn't <laughs> So here's the thing. My late 90s were all about the PlayStation. Like I played these games all the time and I really started to fall in love with RPGs, which is I think this is when I became a certified geek because before I was like, I like sports. I want to be in the NBA, and then I found the I PlayStation. You wanted to be a wrestler. You wanted to be in the WWE. The wrestling came after the PlayStation, and so <laughs> something broke. All right. Something broke within me. But no, I love this system, Joel. I know you have a passion for this system as well. So I, I don't in comparison though, because
2: I played this, but I was a really casual gamer when it came to PlayStation. Like. Uh, Me and my little brother Mike, we would play a lot and we played together. But he honestly had the games, and he was the one I was playing his games a lot of the time. Okay. Because I, you know, had discovered girls by this point and uh, was going on dates. What are those?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> Kent had not yet discovered them, besides the ones in Laguna Beach with the, with the back <laughs> horn. Yeah. But no, this the, the reason I I was
2: I thought I was a fan, because I could name a bunch of games that I played a lot, Yeah. but then Kent would like have a lot of more memories attached to these games totally. and, and would play them on hours and hours on end
1: at the sacrifice of personal connections with the other human beings. No, there was there's a game in this list that I had to include that many people won't know, but I played it for and this is Small Potatoes compared to warcraft but probably 60 hours to beat this game and for me back then that was a long time most of
2: these games a lot jake's
0: looking at me like you're crazy oh no that's nothing anymore exactly yeah
1: but
2: no that's the thing is like we talked about in the sega show a lot of those games back then were intended for one sit uh for one sitting of conquering it yes meaning you're there for two to three hours and the game's
1: over and then playstation became 15 hours
2: yeah but even then a lot of the games here they're about two to three hours and then Mm -hmm. you start getting the bigger and bigger games and exactly to those ones and I think it's going to be interesting because Kent and I, uh, we came up with a list of 20 games, mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a sec. But they trade off on preferences. And it's funny to me to see that to see the difference in our gaming styles and what we liked totally. and what we didn't like. It's quite pick a game, And I'm like, I, I never even played that game. Yeah. And, and, I, and I pick a game and you're like, you're silly, you silly Neanderthal. <laughs> I love you still. I don't think you do. Not as much as PlayStation. You're like (laughs) not as much as PlayStation. I
1: guarantee that children's
0: toys, Joel. Look,
1: if the PlayStation One was a girl, it would have been my high school sweetheart for sure. I would have taken it to every dance. And hopefully, it would have accepted. Did, did you no, take a PlayStation say, to your is, high school prom? This is based on real events. I, I did. <laughs> I knew it.
2: But uh, first, some general thoughts about PlayStation because, uh, like I said, I mentioned earlier, it came out in September of 1995 to North America. This was the fifth generation of video game consoles. Yeah. It was there with the Sega Saturn and the N64. And actually, the PlayStation started out as kind of this Super Nintendo compatible system. It they were working with Super Nintendo with Nintendo to make kind
1: of this. Super NES CD product. Because they were actually... They'd worked with uh, Nintendo and Genesis for software. In fact, they created the the discs uh, for Sega CD or actually Sony discs. Yeah. So they were working with both. And Nintendo's like, hey, we want to do a big project with you. We want you to to be an add-on for us. And then it all came down. Because they
2: were going to announce it at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show. They had this big partnership between Sony and Nintendo. But apparently, uh, the Nintendo chairman decided that it wasn't going to happen or was it, was it the sega one i can't remember which well, one actually was.
1: sony went first and sony said hey everyone it's the super nintendo playstation so like basically the super Play, PlayStation.
2: Space there's a space in between playstation yes. at that and point they showed, uh-huh.
1: they showed the hardware and everything and everyone's like oh that's kind of cool look what nintendo's doing and then the very next day nintendo says we're working with phillips yeah we're not working with sony was. And they canceled everything and didn't tell Sony about it at all. Sony yeah, had to find exactly. out through the conference.
2: And so they got all mad at them. And so PlayStation, Sony, decided to continue to work with their PlayStation. They were going to release it on their own and be like, we'll show Nintendo. And Nintendo's like, no, 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 no. We own the rights to the name PlayStation. Two words. So, so, they, so they mashed it into one word and yeah. got over, got through the copyright.
1: And actually, the, so remember, Sega was, they just had the Genesis. Sega! And they were trying to go big with the Saturn, which obviously went nowhere. And uh, the PlayStation is actually credited with the destruction of the Sega Saturn. Yeah. Well, and that's just It's like Sega and Nintendo were neck and neck for a while there.
2: Yeah. And it was actually Virtua Fighter on Sega Mm -hmm. that made PlayStation go, hey, that 3D polygon graphics. Exactly. That's the future of gaming. So they started to focus more on that and make that their platform. And they did it better than Sega Saturn. Yes. And creamed them. So poor Sega Saturn just kind of, it really killed the whole Sega brand. But then you get PlayStation jumping in there, and they became this monolith. So, with their first system, they
1: sold at the time the most consoles ever—over two million units within its first six months on the market. Wow! And now they're at one hundred and two million, which For is PlayStation the One. Yeah, PlayStation One has the fourth highest-selling console number.
2: Well, and then and I remember too that they marketed it as kind of this, like I said, an enter- I mentioned this before, but PlayStation is more of an entertainment system because yeah. you could play audio CDs yes. on your PlayStation, which was like. That's amazing. I can play CDs and play games. This box does everything. Right. One day I'll have a phone that can take pictures. <laughs> no.
1: But it was crazy because Nintendo, they wanted to stick with the cartridges. They, they were staying in the past. Whereas PlayStation, we, they, they wanted voice in their games. They wanted to play audio CDs. They wanted to go more entertainment. And they couldn't do DVDs yet, obviously, but it was just CDs. But it's a step forward that brought most software developers straight to them. Instead mm-hmm. of Nintendo,
2: yeah. Now, uh, just putting it out there. Uh, do you guys want to guess? Can okay, you maybe did the research? Maybe you didn't. Do you want to guess how many different titles uh, for PlayStation there have been created? I have the number
0: mm-hmm. for PlayStation. Jake, guess. I'll go two hundred fifty. Higher. Four fifty. Much higher. No kidding. Eight hundred. Much higher. 1800
2: 7,918 <laughs> get out of here worldwide worldwide 7,918 7,
0: 7, that's not even real i know it's like I mean, that's like, I... like ken making the crap in his basement with his friend illegally yeah, but we only <laughs> like, made those 300 do, those don't count and that, that
2: does include software titles that weren't released here in the u.s but still thousands and thousands of crazy? games
0: 7,000
2: yeah yeah and the the playstation did officially ken, if
0: you were really a
2: fan you would have played all of them <laughs> I know. That's true Fact, I'd still be playing. That's what we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, but no, the, the PlayStation 1 did end around 2006, I want to say, 2007? They stopped production. Yeah, the last game to be produced for this system, specifically for the system, was FIFA Football 2005. And they did have some compilations well, after PlayStation that. PlayStation 2 them. was out by then. And that's what yeah. they do, essentially. So they kept it going for a little bit, and yeah. then they, that was the last game they marketed. And then they sold their last, their last PlayStation, I think, shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And then they moved on to the PlayStation 2. But let's get into the game, shall we? Indeed,
0: we should get this going.
2: So once again, Kent and I will be going back and forth with
0: our picks, and you can tell who picked it by the one who's primarily talking about it. So it's going to start with Kent, and we'll go back and forth and end with you, Joel. All right, our first one, and you could almost make
1: this an entire compilation. In fact, many of these games have at least a trilogy on the original PlayStation. So
2: we may mention the collection, but but I am primarily focused on one one game, yeah.
1: So the first game that has to be mentioned, this one was a PlayStation original, uh, eventually went to the Saturn as well, but this stayed a, actually a first party PlayStation game for a couple sequels, and now it's on everything. It's Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. How did I know you were going to pick Tomb Raider, Kent? (laughs) What do you mean? I haven't talked about Tomb Raider this year at all. (laughs) A couple times you have talked about Tomb Raider and her polygons. Oh, there's only a few polygons. Stop. One or two. Stop. (laughs) So Tomb Raider was developed by Eidos Games. It came out in 1996. And so it was pretty early in the PlayStation's life, actually. And for these games, Joel, Mm -hmm. and feel free to jump in anytime. any time, but I I went and uh, transcribed the back covers of each game. You know how, like, the back of movies will advertise the summary in a certain way? I did the same for gaming. Okay. So some of these are a little bit too long and some are just not very descriptive. So we're gonna have to talk about the story afterwards. All right. But this one says, sometimes a killer body just isn't enough. (laughs) Wow! Bacon sale. These <laughs> these were different. Wait, times. That's, not a, that's not a summary. That's a tagline. But it's climb, swim, and backflip your way through a maze of cryptic death traps so realistic you can practically smell the decaying flesh.
2: Which is funny because when you look at it nowadays, bacon it's sale. Like I actually just watched a video the other day. It was a React video, and they played the original Tomb Raider versus the brand, the newest Tomb Raider. Right. And the people, the kids that were playing because they had like teenagers playing it, were just just grossed out by how bad the graphics were in the original it's Team almost Raider. hard
1: to play at this point
2: they're like i can't tell where the wall ends and the floor begins yeah but at the time it was it polygons was so, it, yeah, was it was realistic super
1: realistic and hot. 3d so no, <laughs> family friendly <laughs> unload an arsenal of lethal firepower on any wild dog giant lizard or bloodthirsty mercenary that gets in
0: your way a wild dog is that a thing oh yeah okay <laughs> i had to speak oh yeah that you, voice shoot, for some you reason. shoot dogs in that game
1: And dinosaurs and gorillas and bears. Yeah, yeah, that's why you were
0: living out your fantasies. (laughs) Shooting dogs? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no.
1: (laughs) But in this game, so you go to ancient Rome, the Incan ruins, Egyptian pyramids, and Lost City of Atlantis. All in the first one? All in the first one. Okay. It's kind of strange. Like They're like, maybe this is the only game we're going to make. In fact, Eidos was actually going bankrupt when they made this game. And this—I ghost is the game developer. Yeah, and they and then this game took off and had two more sequels on the PlayStation One.
2: Actually, I got a couple more here that I was looking at. So they had Tomb Raider 1997, Tomb Raider 2 1998, Tomb Raider 3. Nineteen ninety nine, to, Tomb Raider Last Revelation 2000 and Tomb Raider Chronicles 2001. So all
1: on the PlayStation 1? PlayStation 1.
2: But those, those last couple seem like compilation ones. Well, the last one does, the Tomb Raider Chronicles.
1: And what they did is they usually had a successful game like on this one and then the team was like, well, oh, that made so much money. In fact, this one sold 8 million copies. It's the fourth best wow. PlayStation seller of all time. Yeah, fourth best. It's insane. But I do want to say, fun fact here, so Lara Croft was a phenomenon back then. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to remember because you don't, Maybe we don't want to. Well, I mean,
2: the video game industry was primarily dominated by male Italian plumbers at the time. And (laughs) to have a female protagonist who wasn't Italian and didn't do any plumbing was revolutionary. That
1: is revolutionary. (laughs) So she was the spokesman for Timberland Shoes. And also U2 used her in their Pop Mart tour for advertising. Yeah, kind of strange, right? Hmm. I do want to say this. Um, I'm going to be um, very discreet about it. But Lara's outlandish proportions were because a developer actually adjusted the slider too far. As far as the proportion slider. Sure. Yep. And then the publisher of the game saw the results. On, on,
2: oh, on, the, on the, the twin guns that she carries.
1: Yes, the twin guns. Yes. <clears throat> that she carries. Wow. The, that, the two <laughs> handguns. That she carries well. Uh, he adjusted the slider too much. And then try to pull it back. Kent pulls it right back in. He did this on accident. Almost as like, as a joke, the publisher saw it and said, yep, that's our mascot. That's the character. And he was like, the developer was like, no, no, no. But it. It stayed that way, mm. and so that's Lara Croft, we know, which has now changed. Obviously, if you see if you've seen the recent games, but she was known for that. So, anyways, uh, Tomb Raider I think is an essential PlayStation game. I agree. All right. Yep.
2: Now I got Spyro, the Spyro Collection. Which, if you don't know Spyro, he's a dragon. And he helps other dragons get free from rocks. He's a purple dragon, which they they were going to make him green like a green dragon should be. That's no fun. But they were worried that he would blend in with the grass. So they made him purple to kind of make him pop. Okay. Can you want to read the background of this one? Or the the,
1: the back cover of this one? Meet Spyro the dragon. He's a feisty little flame spouting dragon on a gigantic go anywhere 3D fantasy adventure. (laughs) Well,
2: and that's exactly the tone of the game. Like you imagine this kind of magical fantasy realm, but it's like, hey guys, I'm Spyro. Yeah. And then, like, the bad guy is Nasty Nork. Yeah. He's half half gnome, half orc. And at the very beginning, they're doing, like, this television interview, and they're like, yeah, Nasty Nork's been gone for ages, and he's ugly. And that shows Nasty Nork, and he's like, ugly! And he gets all mad, and then turns all the dragons to stone. And it's up to Spyro to go around and save them. Save the adult dragons, and he's a tiny baby dragon. Yeah. Hmm. And I, I, I didn't play this one that much, but this thing sold five million copies worldwide. Wow, This was a big popular game, in, and they had, so uh, Spyro, uh, the original Spyro came out in 1998, then they had Spyro 2, Ripto's Revenge in 1999, and then Spyro, Year of the Dragon in 2000.
0: And was the gameplay fun on this guy? I, I never played this one.
2: It, it is, I mean, it's it's one of those kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like third person, slightly overhead, yes. following Spyro around, and he, he goes and he blows fire on certain
1: animals to, to kill them, quote unquote. Or he can headbutt. They turn into butterflies, or he can headbutt someone. No, actually, this is the kind. This was game. I feel like it was made for kids because the difficulty is not hard, and there's so many like flatlands the mm-hmm. kids can just basically push forward on their controller and run around forever.
2: It's a kind of an open world game, yeah, which was you know not normal then because developers only had finite you know resources, to work sure. with. but they made this one much more open, and so you can goof around and fly around, and it's it's fun. It's a fun game. Uh, I do think it's wrong that he eats butterflies to regain health, but that's just my it's feeling messed up butterflies. But uh, this De- one, Defender of Butterflies, huh? <laughs> Defender of Butterflies. But this one, I felt like was one that a lot of people would want on there, even if we didn't really play it
1: as much. Did you play it that much, Kent? I did because I played it with my nephews, and they loved the game. And I'd be like, Oh, play that one. I had every game, so I had every this game and its sequels. I guess that's true. No, but um, actually, did you have seven thousand of them? No.
0: Then you I, didn't have every game. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm but, holding. I'm holding that fact.
1: So actually, Crash Bandicoot had a collection that came out last year with the three original games remastered for HD, mm-hmm. and everyone was at, then asking for Spyro because Spyro is like the secondary mascot to Sony, right? At the time, and it's now gone to every system, but that was it was made by Insomniac Games. Well. And that was quintessential to PlayStation, and now they are making a collection in HD for the PlayStation 4.
2: Well, another unique thing about Spyro was the replayability factor. Yes. Because once you got all the way through the game, you would actually, you could start over and then play in any world or realm and get like different eggs and gems and kind of get that, build up your score, like kind of like those, what are they called, side quests. Yes. And then once you got 100%, you got an, a bonus level once you finally accomplished all those. So replayability was definitely good on this one, and it's a
1: fun kid game. It's a fun family game, right? Spyro, play it. All right, the next game, and this is an essential one. This is a more animated fair, much like Spyro, but definitely not 3D. It's Parappa the Rapper. Parappa the Rapper. Parappa the Rapper. Jacob, you remember this one from your opening I that do. you were so passionate about? I do. Joel, when did this one come out? 1997. 97. So still pretty early in, in Sony's life. In fact, this one became another kind of mascot for the system. Yeah, they, they really couldn't land on one for a while there, I feel like. They were kind of just jumping around like, this is our mascot. Uh, no, it's, this is our mascot. And then they found one with one that we're going to talk about in a little bit. We'll get there. So this one developed uh, its first first party game. So Sony and Nana Onsha, And it's a rhythm game. People will consider it one of the first true rhythm games. So if you're a fan
2: of like yes. Guitar Hero or Rock Band... Or any of those types of games this is
1: kind of the grandfather to that like for example someone will like the chop, chop chop master onion will say kick and then you'll see the bar go kick punch punch and you have to time it exactly right yeah and then and, you advance the And levels. there's a rhythm like once you get the rhythm down it's fun but
2: I also played it with a lot of people who had no rhythm and they'd just be like kick kick and I'm like "No, no you're ruining the
1: rhythm of the song man Help Parappa rap with the best of the master rappers and straight into Sonny's heart. Sonny is a sunflower, by the way, and he's a dog. He loved a sunflower. Guaranteed, you'll be singing singing, and dancing along with Parappa and his pals to make the most fun music mixes. This one sold 1.4 million copies, which for Rhythm Game is pretty good at the time. Well, especially since he's like he's like a paper cutout of a dog. Like The, the graphics were...
2: A joke. It, it really joke. was tongue-in-cheek. Yes. But it was the rhythm aspect, the rhythm game part. People were like, oh,
1: that's fun. That's a fun way to play. Yeah, so this one actually got two sequels. One's called Um Jammer Lammy, and then there was a Parappa 2 as well. They never quite captured the the, the magic that was in the first game. the, rubber, the rubber. But it is an essential Sony game. Next up, going. we have Marvel
2: Super Heroes. Dun, 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 dun. So Marvel Super Heroes, released in 1997, developed by Capcom, this was uh, I mean, a hugely popular arcade game that came to the, to the PlayStation, and Man Alive, I
1: loved this game. Is this like a precursor to Marvel versus Capcom?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Because when you said this, I'm like, is so it like was just a, a straight fighting game? I thought it was yeah. a platformer okay. for some reason. Well, and uh, here's,
2: this is the thing, guys. I'm going to tell you the story of this game, uh, and essentially it's Thanos is looking... For the Infinity Gems. Get out what? of here! Yeah, this is a revolutionary story. Not, not many people have heard this, but Thanos is a character from Marvel. He's looking for these Infinity Gems. <laughs> no
0: one knows about this guy,
2: and they're fighting to stop Thanos from a, from getting all these Infinity Gems. This sounds very familiar nowadays, but back then in 1997, this was underground. <laughs> yeah, but as you fought, like it really, you were playing with these characters. It felt like you were you were. Playing a cartoon, essentially, because the the animation was very smooth.
1: Yeah. And it was a lot of fun. You could play as... Wolverine, Spider-Man, The Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man, Psylocke, Shuma Gorath? Shuma Gorath, yeah. Blackheart, Juggernaut, or Magneto. There's two there that I wasn't quite sure about.
2: Oh, Shuma Gorath was one of my favorite characters to play with. What, Shuma Gorath? He's like this octopus character with a single eye, but I loved it because when he got his... Because you'd play, and if you got an Infinity Gem, you could power up. Okay. Uh, power up and oh, there so many different like it was one of the ones that had little vocal cues in it. But one of the things is when you get the the level up with him, you can grab people and take them to the chaos dimension, and he'd like spin around them and like they'd be in this weird dimension for a bit and they'd fall down. But it was a great move. Marvel will probably have a standalone with that guy soon. Pretty soon, but this uh, this game was loosely based on the affinity. Gauntlet storyline of the Marvel right. phase universe. Marvel, phase four, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, but this one was also one where you can get combo attacks. Uh, like I said, power ups. This was just a fun, fun game to play. And it was funny because they actually did some market research uh, to determine what characters they should include. And the most popular, that the ones they made sure to include, were Wolverine, Juggernaut, Magneto, and Psylocke. Yeah. Which I was like, Psylocke?
1: Well, they really? needed a lady, and I guess Psylocke was their one. But, I mean, there's Storm, there's Rogue. Yeah. But this one was just fun. Like, me and my brother would play this all the time. And get mad
2: at each other for all the time. You're
1: right. But uh, can you play this one then, or did you... I played it in the arcade, but I, I remember playing Marvel vs. Capcom yeah. after this. Oh, man. So I don't really remember this one very well.
2: And this is the precursor to that. And it was fun to have the Marvel vs. Capcom. Because then you have Ryu fighting Captain America, which exactly. is uh, so much fun. This was just straight Marvel. But it was straight up one of the best fighting games ever on the PlayStation.
1: It's kind of crazy they can't reproduce that success now. Because you look at a game like Injustice, yeah. which is doing so well. But this kind of sounds like a... Uh, early Injustice. Yeah. If you could, like, take them to the Chaos Dimension or whatnot. Yes. You know, have the secret moves.
2: Well, and, yeah, the secret moves, the composing it, it was all also very uh, PG, like very cartoony. Okay. Whereas Injustice definitely is much more dark. But I guess Marvel versus DC in that regard. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Marvel superheroes. Look it up. Have some fun. Dang, I want to buy this one.
0: Kid, do you fun. know any good uh, fighter games on
1: the PlayStation 1? In fact, I have one. You do? And there's going to be a few fighting games on this list because fighting games were just... I mean, after Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter for the Genesis Super Nintendo, fighting games just seriously took off because they could actually port actual arcade games onto systems.
2: Yeah, because they, they didn't have the technology before with the cartridges, but now with PlayStation, yes, they could. And in fact, Kent's about to talk about the number two best selling PlayStation game of all time. Oh, number the number two?
1: two? Wow. And my choice is Tek- Oh wait, no, no, I lied. Sorry. Second best fighting game. Okay. But it did fourth best sell- PlayStation game okay. overall. It did sell eight million copies. It's Tekken. Three, not eight, Tekken. Eight million, still a lot for PlayStation. Or Tekken One. Two, yeah. Yeah. actually. So Tekken, Tekken Two. I played those. They were they were I played, fine.
2: I played Tekken Two more than Tekken Three. Oh, you did. Yeah, Joel. like when I was looking
0: them up, I was like, oh, it was Tekken Two. I played all the time. Joel, you let me down. What does Tekken mean? You haven't told us. Why? Tekken. Yeah. Uh, it's King actually of the Iron it's Fist.
2: it's uh, naked it backwards.
1: Oh, I have no idea what Tekken means. Jacob's Neket. Naked?
0: No, family friendly. <laughs> Looking it up now. No, I can't one can see anything. It's a podcast. Yeah, they don't know I'm on a park bench. Oh,
2: it means Iron Fist. Yeah, King of the Iron Fist. Huh? It's
1: Japanese.
0: Yeah, Kent totally won that. Actually, he knew. So the back cover That's says. Weird. How did you know that?
1: This is one of my favorite games. I love wow. Tekken Three. On the back cover, it says, "Once again, fate brings together those who heed the call." That's all it says. So this game is you typical fighters, right? They're all copycats of like Street Fighter, or Mortal Kombat, but yeah. they're just, they look much better in this game. In fact,
2: well, it's more of a 3D look. Like totally. even Marvel um, uh, Marvel superheroes mm-hmm. it's flat 2D right. animation, whereas this was like the camera would move. The
1: people were 3D. Yeah. They flopped around when you kicked them out of the ring. Totally. And so there was like a Bruce Lee tied character. There was a... A white guy with a giant flat top that was a copycat of Guile. Essentially, there was a wrestler with a cheetah mask or a puma mask.
2: Yeah, but they didn't have any super moves.
1: Like, like no. The game actually isn't about super moves. More, it's more about combos yeah. and countering, yeah. which is why I feel like it's the true <laughs> fighter. In fact, I, I no still overkill. Did you on see that, that defense uh, pop up did, real quick?
0: This game's actually not about that stuff.
1: It's not about super moves, Joel, or fatalities. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's actually about real fighting. I don't know if you ever heard of it. And there is a show sure, uh, you real fighting. There's a dinosaur you can play as that you can box with and you can fight as a giant robot or a tree that mimics other people's fighting abilities. I am Groot. So it's really a realistic game, obviously. All right. So Tekken 3, why'd you pick that one? I, I played this game all the time. It's still probably my favorite fighting game of all time. And there's like Tekken Over Street Fighter? More. Over Mortal Kombat 2? Yeah, actually. That's disgusting. I know. I'm really sorry. Even over That's Injustice. Strange. That's disgusting. I know. I love this game so much. And there's this cheap fighter named Eddie Gordo. Everyone who has played this game knows Eddie Gordo. He does capoeira. And everyone, hate, everyone knows and hates capoeira because of this game. And all he does is just do, like, somersaults and spins on the ground. Capoeira. Capoeira. Yep. Capoeira. That. But I love this game. I put so many hours into it. And it's just a simple fighting game. But this was a great sleepover simple. game. What? Hmm? hmm? What? What? I said simple, like you said. Oh. Don't be silly. Okay? Okay. <laughs> But I love this game. In fact, I wish my PlayStation One still worked, and I would play this game right now. Get Granted, your buddy to build you one. My buddy?
2: Yeah, get him to, to hack your PlayStation Four to put a PlayStation One on there. That was me. I knew it. Why don't you do it?
0: I'll do it then. I'll, fine, I'll do it.
2: Oh, well, hear that FBI? I got him to confess. Oh no, no, <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: kidding. It looks like our next one's uh, written by Joseph Conrad.
2: <laughs> Actually, I was very disappointed when I found out that uh, the book Heart of Darkness had nothing to do with the PlayStation game uh, Heart of Darkness. You're like, Apocalypse Now is nothing like this kid's game. <laughs> uh, so this was released in 1998. And this is one that I don't know if, Kent, had, have you have you heard of this one before I brought it up? I've seen the cover. I've never,
1: ever played it. So this game uh, was, well, Kent, you want to read the back cover? It's long. Here we go. <clears throat> Hidden away in the heart of darkness lies a terrifying world. A world ruled by the master of darkness whose cruel and absolute power leads an army of emaciated devils. The fiendish force scours the land in search of Andy, a young boy on a quest to rescue his dog Whiskey. Trapped in a terrifying nightmare, only you can take Andy through hundreds of epic encounters to overcome a whole host of wonderfully weird characters and emerge triumphant through the heart of darkness tell me about that like because it's so, a kid and his dog no this, right? this game is all about the cinematics this was one that had like this boy
2: sitting in class and then some uh, weird stuff starts happening he's then he's out in a park and his dog gets sucked up into this black hole and then he got, jumps in his spaceship which he's previously built and just flies oh, up to yeah because that you know he's uh, like a whiz
0: kid uh,
2: what? but then he goes up to this <laughs> land and it's one of those uh the animation on this is superb they have these shadow creatures that kind of crawl along the ground towards you. And at first you have this the kind of electric zapper gun, like a Ghostbusters gun that you zap the creatures with. And then at one point you get swallowed by this huge clayface-like monster. He's like a frog, but he's giant like clayface. Okay. And you get inside him and you're like, Well what do I do? And then you hit a button and he like hiccups and then you keep hitting it and like his stomach starts to glow. And then you come out of his gut, just like and he just melts out behind you. But it's all like kid animation. I mean it's pretty there's some gruesome deaths that happen.
1: Yeah, the the description sounds a little dark, honestly.
2: Oh, it it is a little dark. But the the animation is kind of just fun and lighthearted, so it's almost goofy when he die when the kid dies. And this is one of those games you just keep respawning and respawning. But he's all about
1: saving his dog who got kidnapped. This is basically John Wick so <laughs> wow I, I love it now yeah so was this mikey's game because i want to know how you how you actually start playing this one no this is one that
2: i see i'm i'm big on the story games like mm-hmm. these kind of uh this was a side scrolling game okay but it was it had the cinematics in it but this was actually one of the first games because you know when you whenever you conquer a game and it's like well i remember we i conquered Die Hard, the Die Hard trilogy yeah we went through me and my friend dan went through like tons of hours of trying to conquer that game we get to the end and it's like well done and then the credits roll, and I'm that's like, it. "That's terrible." This one came with a pack of 3D glasses, and once you conquered the game—if you conquered it, with, you know—in the right way—that you would put on the 3D glasses, and then you get to see a bonus cinematic in 3D using the 3D glasses. What? Now, granted, Ooh. this is 1998 technology, so it was red and blue 3D glasses, but still, it was still, that's
0: way cool. It was, and
2: it gave me something to kind of look forward to—to—to to, to, to conquering a game. But I mean, from the music to, I mean, this had a score from uh, television composer, Bruce Brosnan. I don't know, but the music is actually really entertaining for this, but it's, it's like you're playing a children's sci-fi fantasy movie. And I thought just, I thought the animation was very clever. I thought it was creepy, but fun at the same time. And it's, it's, uh, it's one of those games. You kind of have to figure out the puzzles as you go along. Like okay. it's not just, you don't just, you're not just killing things. You have to figure out how to make certain things do what you want in order to get moved to the next level. But overall, this is just a fun game. If you haven't seen it or if you haven't played it, I recommend at least looking it up just so you can see the style of animation because it's very entertaining to look at.
1: So you talk about music, and I do think we need to mention other music in these games because we play 8-bit music at the end of our shows and everything. But we talk about the 8-bit and 16-bit music tracks because that's all they could do. At this point, you had CDs, mm. and they could do full symphony uh, soundtracks. Symphony of the Nights. Well, hey, that will come. <laughs> We'll get there. But you had full scores for these games and it was orchestras performing these. Well, even like the vocals, like there was actual
2: noise. Instead of being like uh, Brazil
1: from Street Fighter 2, you actually get people saying things like level up. Yeah, exactly. Or like full on people speaking. As far as the scores in these games, this is where it got serious. This is where we could do more. And we're going to get a little more into that, especially with this next game, which I'm sure you haven't played. No, I haven't even heard of this one. It's called Gears. I remember this one by name only, but... And, and maybe the cover. Gears was made by Squaresoft in 1998. This was one of the RPGs I played after the Final Fantasy series because I was really craving uh, RPGs. And RPGs is role-playing game. And I don't mean like the massively multiplayer online games where it's just open world. You mean rolling the die and exactly. being a cleric and... E- exactly. Yeah. With the, the, the game master and whatnot. Yeah. But RPG is basically, I mean, so many games use this element now, but you're a character. It was usually turn-based fighting. You know, the boring stuff where it's like fight, magic, defend, run. You hit them, then you got to wait for them to hit you, and then you hit them, and you got to wait for them to hit you. And I hated these kind of games growing up. Why would you put this one on the list? I made fun of kids that played these games. Like, I I was kind of a bully. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, you got the fire sword? Real cool. That's awesome. And then I played them. And I, I was and became them. I became them for real. And gears That's why he does turn-based dating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I th- throw a compliment.
2: It is rejected. Hey, Ugh.
1: we've already done that show, and yes, yeah, I felt. I was say, we did have that show. <laughs> That's true. But Gears is one of the best RPGs ever created. It's not as well-known, clearly, as Final Fantasy, but the, the story, this is one I put 60 hours into it easily. And it's probably a 100-hour game if you really want to take your time. 100 hours? Yeah. many Christmas i don't think i'll do what's it
2: the, what's the plot of this one Did you imagine that already
1: a mysterious organization is turning the tides of a century-long war with ancient technology giant combat robots known as gears. so it's a mech type okay. game a failed attempt to steal one of these powerful mechanized weapons places it in the unwilling hands of young Fay and his dubious allies i love the word dubious dubious now he is pursued by military governments royal pirates spies the emperor and his own forgotten past This game, and this is why, for me, you said you like story games, Joel. I do. These kind of games, and maybe this is why I like them, instead of the turn-based fighting, the stories here are books. You're basically playing a book. And I know Mm. it sounds so nerdy to say, but what's more fun than playing a book?
0: Nerd. Dating. (laughs) Yeah, dating's nice.
1: (laughs) Joel, come on. (laughs) You called me silly. (laughs) Dating is not silly, but me playing these games and... You know, wearing Xbox spray. I, I, I
2: and looked up. I looked up a clip of this one, and uh, I, it was. It looked interesting enough, but it just. I don't know. It's just funny to see our different likes and different tastes in gaming. Because I was like, eh, it looks fine, but I don't know if it's my style.
1: Yeah, it's. it's maybe funny I should though. give it a chance. This is one of those games. Like, it, it's going to be hard to find because I actually looked up the prices of these games now, and you could find just the disc maybe sold on its own for maybe twenty five bucks. Mm-hmm. But if you want the original packaging for most of the games on this list, it's about two hundred fifty dollars. Just rent them. And from then burn, where and then burn them from where from the renting store what's that red box huh <laughs> red box for playstation one games yeah they have it. they have, they have one
0: in the corner over there you didn't yeah. see it oh yeah, really there's some yeah. old school
1: games you get yep Dreamcast. Yeah, you, do, you have games? to go there at
2: midnight and bury something in the crossroads and then the red box will appear <laughs> don't say that because i'll do it
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that'd be awesome but offer
1: to, a sacrifice
2: yeah no you have to put up a Sega Saturn in the ground and bury it and then a PlayStation <laughs> 1
1: red box will appear. I will so do that because you can buy a Sega Saturn for way cheap at this point. Yeah, probably so. But I love this game because it really just seems like, hey, I'm going to take down the government and then like any RPG you realize you're the chosen one. FBI, it- did you hear that? Hmm. Nothing. What? Nothing. No. Oh no. Oh no. The FBI, don't listen, please. It was a friend of mine. He didn't know. He was young. Right. You want to take down the government. You just said that. No, this character. You said it sounded really fun. I'm going to take down the government. So this character. But here's the thing. This game actually becomes like this religious story. And it's almost like so mature. And I don't like mature like in terms of content but it treats its audience with respect and mm. saying here's this widespread story that you were like honestly gonna just year 20 years after thinking about because mm. it's that smart, even though the graphics weren't super great. In fact, we should mention that the PlayStation uh, PlayStation 1 was 32-bit. Yes, which was revolutionary at the time. And it dominated the N64, which was twice the graphics. Yeah. So I just thought that was pretty interesting because it was only just barely better than the Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. But the games they had created and then the hardware became just monumental. Mm -hmm. So Xenogears, um, actually, so fun fact about this one, Famitsu, which is a Japanese magazine, which has been around for 40, 50 years, gave Xenogears the 16th best game of all time. And then readers of IGN gave it number 28 in 2008. So this one really is, it's a cult game, but people love it, including me a cult. played Xenogears.
0: Are you satisfied with your... Take down the government. With your uh, montage of love for Xenogears now? You feel good? I, I feel like I'm going to a love it? letter real quick to him, but I'll I've, be playing the music in the background. I and that'll feel do
2: enough. a little bit of a, a disservice because I feel like I have to talk about these games as much as Kent talks about his games. You, you don't. Thank you. <laughs> you don't. Okay. I'll let you off the hook for Thank that. Thank you, Jacob. My next one is Bushido Blade. Kent, your turn. Say it right. No, <laughs> <laughs> no my next... It is next. It is Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade. This was released in 1997, and the name refers to the Japanese warrior code of honor, Bushido. Now, Ken, you were talking about realistic games before with Tekken. Yeah. Bushido Blade is the epitome of a realistic fighting game. No time limit. Nope. No health bar. If you hit someone in the right place like one of the vital organs, they will die. Well, it's almost like fencing, right? Because you both have swords. You both have, well, it's not just swords. They have, well, they have different types of swords. They have a katana, they have a nodashi, a longsword, a sabre, a broadsword, a naginata, a rapier, and a sledgehammer. What'd you call me? Naginata? Sledgehammer. But this one is was, was just kind of bizarre because it was unlike any fighting game I've ever played before. It was just 3D open world environment. You could just run away from your opponent if you wanted to. But if you get the right hit, you could disable an arm or you could hit them in the leg and they would be like, uh, they'd be crawling trying to hit you back. Like this was one of those games that really kind of felt realistic and was weird because of it. Like it was just so fun to play. And I don't know this for sure. My little brother brought this up. I may have not even played the, I may have not bought the entire game. It might Mm -hmm. have been on a sample CD that we had. Yeah, the demo disc. Yeah. Yes. And I remember playing it all the time on there and thinking this game is really cool. (laughs) But I don't think we ever bought it now that I think about it. But it it was a very difficult game to play, meaning this wasn't one where you could do half circle, forward, back, punch, kick, and then you do a combo. You had to be in the right stance with the right weapon because each player, each of the characters had a weapon that they were best at. And if you had the right weapon and you were in the right stance, you could do the right move.
1: Otherwise, it was kind of you, know, you could still fight, and but it was kind wasn't of a slow powerful. moving game as well. Like you had to pull your sword back and then oh, jab yeah. them at the right time.
2: Well, and also it, it, the soundtrack was very minimal. Yeah, like it was kind of like you mostly just hear trees in the bamboo forest, and it was it was really fun though. Like it, I, I think the reason I put this on here because it was one that stuck out in my mind is that game is really different from a lot of these other games. So I chose Bushido Blade. Oh, one more thing: if you uh, did a tactic that was considered dishonorable. Which would be um, what? Striking a foe in the back, throwing dust in their eyes, or attacking while they bow at the start of fights, you'd be penalized. Ooh. Yeah. There's no honor in that. There is no. There's no honor. And you could, you could be first person, too. Like you could, it's third person like a fighting game, but you could actually be first person and put yourself right in the fighting position and fight the really? game. Really? Yeah, it was much more difficult because I kept getting like lost about where the person <laughs> is, and then they'd stab me. Good call.
1: The next game on the list is my favorite racer, and I say my because we may talk about another one. And
2: for Kent's uh, benefit, this is the number one best-selling Sega, or
1: PlayStation game of all time. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is, is 9.4 million copies. Yeah. This is Gran Turismo 2, hmm. uh, developed by Sony and Polyf- Polyphony. Wait, wait. Gran Turismo is the best-selling. Grant number two is the third best-selling. Okay. Yeah. How much did the first one sell? Well, I had to look it up. But I just had a list of like top selling games. Okay, so this one sold nine point four. First one may have sold a lot more. We'll just say it sold thirteen million. All oh, right. look! Look up on Wikipedia. So this is a racing game, obviously. And the back cover says, "The world's most advanced racing game returns with thunderous new features." And that's it. And then it just boasts about the cars. Yes, ten point to- eight five million copies worldwide as of March two thousand thirteen. You know, it's kind of crazy. Uh, the system selling over a hundred million, and then only like the highest selling game selling ten million. But I guess there were like 7,900... <laughs> so many games. other games to compete with. But Gran Turismo was one of those games that it's it's very simulation heavy, meaning it's not an arcade racer. It's not like you're, you're hitting other cars along the way. You're driving a Porsche or Acura NSX down the road, and it's just a beautiful looking game for its time. Very jaggy at this point, but at the time it was like the best you could possibly get. But they wouldn't actually allow damage on the cars because the car makers said, like, if you're going to put our cars in your your game, you can't damage them because we don't want to, (laughs) like, you know, discredit our own cars. But this game did have an arcade mode as well and a a rally racing one. I I played the first one a little bit, but it's straight simulation. This one was better for, like, intro racer racing gamers. And honestly, this one is one that you just keep earning cars. Mm -hmm. It's one the replay value was just sky high. And granted, there are better racers now, but this one, I honestly think, set the bar for any racer following. Including mine? You decide. Well, you put
2: these in order, and you put this above yours. So uh, I got Need for Speed 2.
1: Number Uh, two, number two,
2: specifically. Number two, specifically. Because Need for Speed 1 came out in 96. Number three came out in 98. And then they had one in 99. Then they had Porsche Unleashed in 2000. And this was, to me, like, this was my racing game. Like, Gran Turismo, I played. Mm -hmm. But Need for Speed, for some reason, I just connected to that one more. And maybe it's because it's a little more heightened reality. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gran Turismo was very, very kind of reality based. This one, they had exaggerated race courses and the cars could, you know, were a little more beefed up. You could play with a Ferrari F50, a Ford GT 90, a couple of Lotuses, like a Jaguar. Like there was a bunch of cars there that I was like, oh, I like this car. And then you could always pull up the stats for the car and learn about it. And uh, you could even start customizing some parts, which was really cool. And once again, this was the system where you could actually tell what car you were driving. Yeah. It wasn't just like a box or something like that. Exactly. Uh, but this one, you, you could race in Norway or in Australia or in Germany or in Greece or Hollywood Film Studios. That was a fun one, directed through the Hollywood Film Studios. But it was exotic cars in these exotic locations. And I felt like... I, I really don't have a good reason as to why I connected to it's one racing fun. game more than another. But You this, don't need a reason for a racing game. Yeah. They're just fun. They are just fun. And I'd say Gran, Gran Turismo was fun. Need for Speed 2 is a little more my game. Yeah. One had a little more depth. One was just more of a fun... Our arcade Racer, yeah, yeah, but well, realism versus fantasy, maybe. Yes, exactly. well, not complete fantasy. We'll get to complete fantasy here in a sec. Yes, we will.
0: But either way, you're enjoying a racer game, which is what they're for, right? Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. Okay, we're getting into the passion, guys. We haven't been to the passion at Kent yet, <laughs> <laughs> so all that you said about Xeno Gears was a
1: lie. No, it wasn't a lie. It was just like a prelude to what I'm about to say about these following games. Are you ready? I'm going to start set I'm the ready. timer. This following game is the second game, the second survival horror game I ever played. What was
2: the first one?
1: Resident Evil 1. Okay. And I played, well maybe another Resident Evil came before this one but Silent Hill which came out in 1999 was developed by Konami and here's the back cover. Harry Mason and his daughter Cheryl are driving to their favorite vacation spot. Boring. Late that (laughs) night a figure suddenly appears from out of the darkness. Okay. Harry turns the wheel in panic, and the car careens off the road, knocking Harry unconscious. This Plush, is all in the back. Cliché. Awakening sometime later, he realizes that Cheryl is missing. Stumbling out of the wreckage, he heads towards a small town. What font size was this in on the back cover? A Silent Hill. This is Ariel HD, uh, size 7. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then he found her All beating. those font nerds out there are like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's Helvetica. It is Helvetica 11. Then he found her being eaten by cannibals later. Is that what happened? The
2: funny thing about Silent Hill to me is that the the developers actually used fog and darkness to cover up poor graphics. Yes. There's a lot of fog and a lot of darkness. In because, fact, most of the game yeah. you're walking around with nothing but a flashlight.
1: Yeah, these games, the fr- frame rates couldn't go very high. So they covered the whole town in fog. And it was very clever because it made the whole thing creepy. Especially when mm-hmm. little midget children are chasing you with knives. Little midget children. Children, I mean, yes, that's no, like, that's, short. That's, that's very small. That's very short. You are in an elementary, and all of a sudden, midget children come after you with knives. I don't think that's the politically correct term. <laughs> they probably have a name for
2: them in the game. Little people, children. Sure, little little people, children.
1: <laughs> I guess children would be
2: enough because you could just get confused. Maybe, but this is one of those games that you know. In other, in other these uh, survival horror games, you were like the mercenary or the you know the the cop or something like that. And this
1: one, you're just a dude with a flashlight. You're dude with a flashlight and a radio. This game has some of the worst dialogue and voice acting of all time really it's that bad watch some videos it's amazing okay huh radio what's going on with that radio (laughs) that's basically what it is oh nice you're a cop it's basically keanu reeves trying to do voice acting for a video game. whoa whoa but i love this game i find it terrifying and heartbreaking at the same time i'm just gonna spoil one part you go to a hospital and by the way there's some silent hill movies and they're just terrible Right, right. And you most may, video game uh, movies are like uh, most. Yeah, you're right. Most of them. Mm-hmm. In fact, most, yeah, we've talked about this before. We have. But you've probably seen the visual of the nurses without like covered faces. Yes. Or no faces, and they have like scalpels, and yeah. they they move like like those ghosts, like kind of really staticky and everything, and they try to stab you. That's from this game, and you find you go to the hospital because it's one of the locations, and you find a nurse who's alive. Her name is Lisa, and you're talking to her, and you're like,
0: you need to you get right remember here. her name. Lisa. This is my childhood. Her name is
1: Lisa. <laughs> so you're talking to her and she's locked in this room and you're like Lisa you need to get out of here there's something going on with this town Run I'm Lisa I'm not sure run. what it is even though you're surrounded by monsters. I love you, right? Lisa and then all of a sudden like she's like okay go get the key. You go get the key and you come back and you finally walk in the room and then all of a sudden Lisa's face just starts bleeding oh, no. and turning zombified Poor like everything Lisa. else in Silent Hill and she dies right in front of you and becomes hellish like this town Hmm. And that's what's so scary about this game is because it's a normal foggy town. And then all of a sudden you hear the siren go. And then all of a sudden you go to like the seventh circle of hell. And it is terrifying. Graphics are terrible. But the reason this game is so scary is because you don't have a machine gun. You're a guy with a flashlight and maybe two bullets. Silent Do you have a gun or just the two bullets and you throw them at people? You you, you, uh, Uh. put them in your mouth and you spit them. (laughs) Ah, like UHF. Exactly. Yeah. This game still terrifies me, and it is not as good as the sequel, which is on PlayStation 2, which hopefully we'll talk about another time. But still, this series, like Silent Hills, which is the PT demo. Have you, yeah, I yeah, had to yeah, play PT remember? last week, yeah, right? Yeah, you did. That was meant to be the follow-up for Silent Hill. And I really wish it were, because I love the mythology of this, this town of Silent Hill
0: so good alright Joel told us about Oddworld Abe Yosby's Odyssey
2: <laughs> yeah good call Oddworld Abe's Odyssey released in 1997 uh, this is actually very this and this is when we're, once again I was talking to my brother Mike about this hey Mike what's up and we were discussing whether we played this on the PlayStation or whether we played this on the computer okay because we may have done both but I'm trying to remember which one we played it mostly on but this is about a, a creature named Abe who's a Moodicon don't call him that he's a nice guy and he's a slave at Rupture Farms' meat processing factory. And they make all sorts of these different types of pies there, but they're running out of supply. And then Abe, who's a janitor, I believe, goes in the back room and discovers that their next plan is to use his race of people, the Muticons, as their
1: next food. Yeah, his tagline says, Savior or Salami. <laughs> well,
2: and that's, that, that's a good way to kind of represent this game because it's got this weird tongue-in-cheek humor to it. This is the animation. Once again, is very similar. Uh, it's actually a little better than it's uh, a really good animation. Part of darkness, yes. But it's you're this creature in this weird world, and there's all these odd other creatures that you have to deal with. Like uh, what are they called? Sligs and Scrabs and Paramites. But uh, it's just one of those weird fun games where you're this little Abe guy who's just like, wait, wait. Like, that's what he says to people when he has to save people. Because he has to go and save all the other slaves. And free them from the meat factory before they become meat pies. And he discovers that he has this ability to do mind control. Because there's these sligs that run around. They're kind of these squid-looking creatures that walk on two legs and carry guns and have a mask. Yeah, And you can mind control them. And then use them to, to kind of go around and kill the other people so you can get past the level. But it's all about puzzles, again, once again. It's all about problem solving. Because you get these lemmings basically of these other slaves who want who don't know how to take care of themselves and you have to help them uh find their way to freedom and the the one fun thing about uh, another fun thing about this game is that if you you have to save at least 50 muticons uh in the course of the game to get the happy ending if you don't you end up becoming meat basically but if you do then you're saved and right. so I didn't know that. So I got to the end and I'm like, hey, I made it. Who cares if all those other people died? And You it was saved like, no. 48. Yeah. And then it's like, no, nah, you didn't do good enough. This is the bad ending. And so I had to play it all over again just to get that. Oh, man. This was uh, criticized for its steep learning curve because it, it's, it, you know, it's it a tough well. game. It's a tough game. And also the fact that you could only save at checkpoints, which meant you could get really, really far. But if you didn't make the checkpoint, you were starting at the very beginning of the level, which is so Frustrating.
1: And what if you only? What if you had your eight spaces on your memory or fifteen spaces on your memory card already used up? Oh god, <laughs> yeah. The worst. I forgot about 15 that. Fifteen slots on your memory card when you didn't have enough memory. Yeah. Oh man, I have to go buy another memory card for twenty-five bucks, and it could only do fifteen save files. Yeah.
2: But this is just a fun game. It, it's a weird game, and there's a lot of, like, story involved in it. It's so
1: entirely unique, though. But like it is. this one belongs on the list for yeah, sure. Yeah, like I
2: remember when he's sitting there doing his mind control, he just goes, woo, 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 and he makes this weird noise. And it's just one of those things that stuck in my head, and I just have always remembered just that game. Even though I played
1: it and conquered it and I was done with it and went on to other things, this game stuck with is me. Is that why you sometimes make that noise when you're trying to tell Jake and I to do something? Yeah. you, 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 you. I was just going to say Marvel sucks, and I realized I probably shouldn't say that. (laughs) You already did. Ah. Okay, so I talked about Silent Hill as one of the best survival horror games, but the best one, and this one is not as scary, but oh man, is this the complete package. It's Resident Evil 2.
0: Now, this is the first one that made it big. Leon! It is.
1: Yeah, Leon Kennedy. Leon! Claire Redfield. You could play as either character.
2: Well, and this one had different stories. For each character yes. or different puzzles, so had two I guess. discs.
1: Yeah. Each character had their own disc, and you were p- playing through the same basic spots, but you would affect the game depending on who you played as first. Yeah,
2: this is the most successful Resident Evil game out for a single platform, selling over Even one million now? copies
1: on PlayStation. That's what it said. Wikipedia, source of knowledge of truth. Okay, yeah, there you go. So this one came out in 1998, and uh, obviously this follows the first game, which also has terrible voice acting. But it says so. Basically, zombies took over a mansion because of this uh, corporate. You know, uh, toxin, essentially. So they say, now it's the worst possible nightmare. A new virus runs rampant. All of Raccoon City is infested. Bloodthirsty zombies, hideous mutations now overwhelm the community. When Leon and Claire arrive in town, their nightmare is just beginning. You now control their destiny. This game is so cool and so tightly paced because you're just running through hallways and then something will burst through the hallway and it will be like a liquor. A what? A liquor. Uh what? Which is kind of like Like a, a bottle uh, of the, no-no <laughs> the <no-no liquid? laughs> no no liquid? No no liquid? Tell us li- more about that. Was that a lesson? It's a no no. It's it was just this creature with a giant tongue, obviously. Kind of looked like venom with an exposed brain. Oh yeah. yeah. Something like that. It wasn't just zombies, it was everything. Hold on, let me Google liquor. Don't please don't. Okay. Not in my Wi Fi. Here. <laughs> okay. That would that would be fine. But this game The was, Bacon Cave has filters right (laughs) there I mean it was an action-packed zombie game and the zombies just kept coming back it's so cool and it's one of those games and Joel you've played Resident Evil enough right Mm -hmm. where you open a door you get to a door and you open it and then the game stops because it has to load the next screen yes and the door goes and then you're always afraid of what's going to be behind the door yeah just like when Kate goes on dates (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just kind of walked right into that one, huh? Yeah. That,
2: it, ah!
1: Wait, like they see me? No, I was going to say... No, well, yeah. Oh, thanks, pal. You're welcome. That's buddy. a compliment to me. I will take that. C- I don't know if it's a compliment. Yeah, it's not I exactly just, a compliment. I just, yeah, no. I just was no.
2: commenting on the uh, anticipation of dating and the perception versus reality. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That was deep.
1: Coming yeah. from Resident Evil 2
2: to that. That's what I do. That was really insightful. Well, and do you th- how do you think this stacks up
1: compared to all Resident Evil games? Uh, still, okay, look, I just beat 7, which is first person, very mm. creepy. The best one is probably Resident Evil 4. That's my favorite. Because it was just, it, once again, Leon Kennedy. Leon! <laughs> With that little girl. Ugh. But that one is on further uh, consoles like the GameCube yeah, and the PlayStation 3 and That's why I, I played think. on the GameCube. And that one is just fantastic. This one is probably a close second. Okay. The graphics are much, much worse than 4. Yeah, but still at the time, they were really, really creepy. Yeah. Whew, I love this game so much. Nice. And all
0: these games, let's be honest. We need to play a game like that around here. But just one we made up. Like re- re- really? What yeah. do you mean? Like in real life? Yeah. Is this one maybe again, choose your own adventure? Something like that. Joel looks confused. I, I'm wondering why Jacob wants to act out this fantasy
2: of shooting people in real life.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he did say he didn't play PlayStation 1. No, I'm, ones not, to yeah, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do
2: it. You That's guys, what I'm worried about. It'll be
0: you guys acting it out. Jacob, I'm just gonna, 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 gonna write the script. master.
2: <laughs> so mine I'm going to do now is uh, because i'm radical i chose tony hawk's pro skater 2 uh the legend rides on tony hawk if you were a kid in the 80s or 90s you know who tony Hawk is because he was the coolest guy i mean even now the guy's still like an icon people still look at him actually as kind have, of you, have you
1: seen his twitter no i don't follow him on twitter he's kind of like self-promoting he like pats himself on the back still even Isn't though it's it? been a long time since this game he's like the other day I went to the store and someone said, hey, are you Tony Hawk? And I was like, yeah, I'm Tony Hawk. That's like his Twitter. Wait, wait wait, 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 wait.
2: So affirming that you're the person that they think you are is yes. self-congratulating. Lane, he just wants to
1: say that he was recognized hey, in public. Hey, are you Ken from Bacon Cell? I am. <laughs> Let me tweet about that.
2: <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think that Tony Hawk's a Pro Skater 2, and it is on many, many lists, is one of the greatest games in PlayStation history. And some say one of the greatest games of all time. Because they had an original pro skater and it was fine and it did well. But this one they improved on the graphics and the gameplay and added like cash rewards and things like that. And this one also had a really good soundtrack. It was great. Like you get bands like actual music from bands like uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine and Bad Religion, not even Nature, Papa Roach. Like all these different bands that were like rap and hip hop that would play in the background as you were skating. Did you have a favorite skater? Did I have a
1: favorite skater? Yeah. Tony Hawk? I was Bob Burnquist all the way. Bob did, did you ever, yeah, he was great. He? No. He had excellent handling. But <laughs> skateboard.
2: Well, in this game gave me so much anxiety when I played it because you have like a two minute time limit. Yeah. To, Accomplish ten tasks like a Dude, rail slide the most ridiculous and a flip, stunts ever. and then you have to like gather all the letters to the uh, to the word skate and all in two minutes. And I'd watch that timer tick down. And actually, Mike pointed this out. He's like, if you don't get that first trick, you just start the level over. Yeah, you, don't, you can't waste any. It's time when you on go this. down the
1: ramp and you're going to go through the factory right there. Yeah, I think that's on the
2: first one. Yeah, you have to restart the game if you don't get that trick. Yeah, and this is one of the highest rated video games of all time. Not just PlayStation, one of the highest rated video games of all time. People loved this game and. Mike probably played this one more than I did, but I did enjoy it when I played it, and I have no problem with it being on our approved uh, PlayStation One game list. Seriously,
1: did it feel like it, it taught you how to skateboard? Did you feel like you no. could skateboard after this? Well, yeah,
2: but at the same time, the the, the grip of physics was a bit loose uh, <laughs> a on bit. this game. Uh, like you, you could everything is things. a rail slide, but basically, in basically, this game. I thought, oh, rail slide going to be totally easy.
0: It's not easy. <laughs> no, it's super. you get so many points. For rail it involves slides.
2: friction and road rash. <laughs> But uh, uh, Tony Tony Hawk uh, this this game Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 it's a real phone. one if you can get your hands on to playing this one which that's the thing I feel a little weird saying if you can play this one play it because where do you even find PlayStation One games nowadays? Someone has them. In I mean, their mom's basement maybe. The Raspberry Pi you know has all the other games, but like when you go to PlayStation
0: level and N sixty four level, then you just have to get the digital download like on the PlayStation, on the PlayStation. Store. Yeah. So if yeah. you can find it, yeah.
2: If you can find it, yes.
0: All right, the next
1: game I'm a little bit passionate about. <laughs> the other one, oh, yeah? I'm not super sure, but this one... Finally, finally you're going to wake up a little bit. Definitely counts. Sounds good. This one, I think, belonged on the on the Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo based on how it looked. Because it didn't seem like a PlayStation game. In fact, when I... When I rented this one from Blockbuster Video, which is an old video store. I don't know if you remember this place. It was before you sacrificed uh, Sega Saturns to rent re- the <laughs> mystery red oh, Box is, Oh, to I make the red box come
0: up out of the ground. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I wish that were true. I want a reality where that's true. I rented this one, and I was like, wow, this game seems really like old school, and it's Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Symphony blah, of the Night. Blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Blah. As a descendant of Dracula, you must end the vampire bloodline. Can you rid the world of this unspeakable terror? Uncover the mystery of Castlevania and challenge an adventure as legendary as its name. Now, Joel, you and I may disagree because I know you love Simon's Quest. I do enjoy Simon's Quest. Castlevania 2. Yes. This is the best Castlevania game ever created.
2: I'm not going to fight you on that. Oh, really? Well, just because I know that a lot of people are passionate about different Castlevania games. Right. Like even this one did so poorly initially because they did not market it. They didn't really put it out there. And it was only because of word of mouth of how much people like
1: this game that it became the cult classic that it is now. So this one you play Alucard, which is Dracula backwards. You get it? Kind of like Tekken naked?
0: Yeah. Uh, Oh, now I get it. (laughs) Do you? Yeah. Do you get it now? Yeah. Good
1: heavens. And this one, it was it was side-scrolling, just like the old Castlevanias. And the Nintendo 64 this time was trying 3D Castlevanias, and they bombed. Nobody liked them. The game mechanics were terrible. This one stayed to what worked and was amazing. And not only was this like a four-hour Castlevania games like the other ones, this one was probably 20 hours, and then when you beat the game, you didn't beat the game because the castle turned upside down. And you had to beat the castle. And You had to find eleven, and you had to make sure that <laughs> <What>? <laughs> kind of, kind of, and you couldn't get a hundred. Demogorgon was there, and you couldn't get the the hundred percent or the good ending unless you beat both castles. And it was, huh. and it really was upside down. This game is so so great, and I still use lines from the opening dialogue of this game. In fact, you meet Death, and Death says, "Your words are as empty as your soul." Is that Skeletor. I, yeah, because he's death. I still say your words are as empty as your soul to on whom? a regular basis. To whom? I have no idea. Said it to you before.
2: <laughs> I don't know about even I,
1: your soul's pure and kind. Oh, thank you. Your words are pure and kind, just like your soul, this Jake. Weird. Your words are as empty as your soul. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well done. I love Castlevania Symphony Night. This one has been re-released on every system, but they haven't really touched the graphics. They just kind of re-release it because everyone knows it's perfect as is. Perfect. If you can find this on the PlayStation Store or even the Xbox Store, please pick it up. Castlevania. Symphony of the Night. Is it, what number is it? Three? Four? No, this is like seven. There are so is many it? Castlevanias
2: on the other systems. Oh, wow. For mine, uh, I'm going with one of the, mo- one of the most iconic PlayStation I games ever. I haven't out heard there. of this
0: one. Hoodabaga. Uh, <laughs> is that what he says?
2: Nice. Hoodabaga. That's what I said whenever he got a
0: hoodie. Hoodabaga.
1: Yeah, not Hoodie Be Gone. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Hoodabaga. Uh, oh, here's a son, father. Here's a lion. A lion. (laughs) Oh, a lion.
2: Uh, Crash Bandicoot. The Crash Bandicoot collection was, can't I have a confession
0: to make? Okay. And I'm not proud of this. You've never played Crash Bandicoot? No, I played Crash Bandicoot.
2: I had no idea that a bandicoot was an actual animal.
0: Oh, I didn't
1: either.
2: Oh, good. Okay.
1: Oh, well, I mean, with my knowledge of Australia and exotic creatures. Exactly.
2: Exactly. They were looking, they wanted something like Sonic the Hedgehog. By
1: the way, a hedgehog, Sonic looks nothing like a hedgehog. What? They're not blue and wear tennis shoes? (laughs) So the Bandicoot looks nothing like a Bandicoot.
2: (laughs) No, but for a while there, they were trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And so they were looking, like, they were thinking about the Tasmanian Devil or, you know, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog. And eventually they had the Wombat, uh, the Wombat, the Portaroo, and the Bandicoot as options. And they decided, they called him actually Willie the Wombat for the longest time. That's what's in production. The character was called Willie the Wombat. Yeah. But they always knew it was terrible and they didn't really want to do, you know, do that name. But eventually it became Crash Bandicoot. And a bandicoot are about a group of about 20 species of small to medium-sized terrestrial marsupial omnivores in the order Paramelamorphia. Oh, mm-hmm.
0: Did they die instantly when they touch water? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? That <laughs> could have been so lame. Well, yeah. that,
2: that could have been because of the mutation that they did. Because uh, the doctor, Dr. Nitrous Brio, and doc- no, Dr. Neocortex and his henchman, Dr. Nitrus Brio, they zapped animals. In order to make them evolve quicker and give them super strength and wear pants abilities. I like that you're talking about this as if this is history. Yes, this is history. <laughs> but then uh, he, this, I, didn't, I didn't know some of these things. Like I had no idea they were called, uh, what are they, Wumpa Fruit? Wumpa Fruit. Like I thought they were just apples that he picks up. And actually, they put those apples in there because they couldn't put enough villains. They couldn't put more than one villain on the screen at the same time. Really? So they had like these dead areas where nothing happened. So they added the apples to kind of give people stuff to do. And then they added the boxes to give people stuff to do. No way. That's a fun fact. Hmm. There you go. Sold This one game, the original Crash Bandicoot, sold over six million units. So it was the eighth selling best PlayStation game of all time. And then they had Crash Bandicoot 2 in 97, Crash Bandicoot Warped in 98, Crash Team Racing in 1999, and Crash Bash in 2000. But Crash Bandicoot, this game was bizarre because at times it was side scrolling, at times it was front scrolling, at times it was back scrolling, like you were moving all around. Most of the time, though, you were walking towards the screen and had something behind you or you were walking up and... Right, like chasing you or whatnot. Yeah, usually like a giant uh, Indiana Jones-style giant stone ball chasing Mm -hmm. you, and that's so stressful. So good. And this game was so stressful. You've
1: got to watch out for the TNT or the Nitro.
2: Oh, I'd get so mad, and this was the game that me and my brother we would play and we came up with a phrase because one of us would get really kind of frustrated at the Move game and, and throw it on the paddle and the other one would just say, patience, my son, patience. And it became a thing during that game and now it has actually bled into our everyday life. So you you know, tell people your words are as empty as your soul. Indeed. And my brother and I, whenever we get frustrated at anything in life nowadays, one of us will always be like, patience, my son, patience. It's all from Crash Bandicoot. From Crash Bandicoot.
1: In fact, one thing I love is... In, sorry, this is jumping a couple of generations, but in Uncharted 4, you actually, it's, it's made by the same developer, it's Naughty, Naughty Dog. Dog. Yeah, yeah. You are, you know, you're playing the game and it's like a realistic type game about an adventure, much like a Tomb Raider sort of game. Mm-hmm. And he plays a PlayStation. He plays the original Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. It's such a cool throwback. Which that was fun to see. Like, yeah. And you
2: actually get to play Crash Bandicoot in the game. So awesome. Which was a lot of fun. And you can
1: pick these all up now. They've been remastered in HD.
2: Yeah. And when you ever get the Aku Aku Mask, it's going to go, Hootabaga! when you put it on and then you get like one extra hit makes no sense i actually
0: i actually own that digital collection now oh you do yeah it's not for me though it's my for my wife she really likes this game but uh i don't like uh her playing it when i'm around because she gets so mad it gets so frustrating
2: like i don't get why you like it i'm like i'm like exactly no i I
0: totally
2: agree jacob like this is one that i have a hard time playing because i get so angry so quickly yeah uh, also, it's just funny to me that they took this ripoff of Sonic the Hedgehog and put him in Donkey Kong Country and came up with a the game, their own game. Yes.
1: Like it really and was. It became the mascot and marketing for PlayStation at that yeah.
0: time. And it really was. They,
2: it was inspired by Donkey Kong
0: Country. They decided to go with the jungle Did we get setting. sales on this one? This one had to have sold a ton. Yeah. Six million on just that first one. Six million on just the first and one. And the sequels were great as well. Let's just skip this next one, Kent.
1: Please no. You don't even care about this one, Please, I'm sure. Please no. <laughs> I rented this following game from Blockbuster as a joke because I didn't like RPGs. This game changed me. Into the gamer I am now, where I loved the, the geekiest type of games. Second best-selling PlayStation game of all time. I actually went out that one, even though I had rented this from Blockbuster and I had it for five days. I just went and bought it because I knew I'd want to keep it. You should probably tell. You didn't even what burn it. You is. bought it. Yeah, actually, no. Here's the thing, Joel. My friend. Let's go back to that story. My friend, when he wanted to support certain developers or games, he would <laughs> buy the games from all the profits he made from pirating uh, them. Let me be noble in this regard and help yeah, this yeah. poor soul out while I have 50 other DVDs burning in the process right now. It's so true. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. This is the game that changed everything for me. And this was the last Final Fantasy, right? Uh, n- no, oh. actually. You know, it's number seven. How I mean, many They're are not going to stop there. They're at 15. Oh. Yeah. 15 of these. How many of the 15 have you played? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 5, 6, 7, 10, not 11, 12, 13, 15.
0: Can't, can't count very well. Are low. you actually adding right now? Or no, you I'm just counting the ones I've played. You've played I know, 13 but how many I've not
1: played 14, 11, 1, 2, or 3. So I have played 10 of the wow. 15. How hard. many have you
2: conquered? All 10? 9. Wow. What was your
1: GPA in college? <laughs> No just college. It's really, <laughs> related to studying. No, here. this is high school. Is three point oh. three somehow? <laughs> if I focus a little bit more, 3.3, pro- nice. Yeah, pretty good, right? It's yeah, very good for dedicating all my time. I mean, honestly, I worked at a water park all day, and then if I didn't have a, a <laughs> yeah, thank you again. If I didn't have a girl to hang out with, which I often did because I was semi handsome back then, Mr. Maple, Mr. Maple, Mr. Maple, not Miss Maple, Mr. Maple, Miss Maple. I would come home and play video <laughs> games until the early hours of the morning because I was a teenager and nothing mattered. It's kind of like my sleep schedule now. I've always been like this. Hmm. It's pretty sad. But Final Fantasy VII, the back cover, says an epic adventure across three CD-ROMs. If that doesn't inspire excitement, (laughs) I don't know what will. What begins as a rebellion against an evil corporation becomes much more. And what erupts goes beyond imagination. Can you guys imagine having to switch disc out to continue to play a game today? That'd be weird. Isn't that crazy? And CD-ROMs, of all things. Yeah. Guys, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. You're passionate about this one? I'm sitting on a couch, and I'm playing the end of the first disc. I'm maybe 20 hours into this game. And I remember this exactly because my mom came down. She started vacuuming really loudly, and I was angry because I'm 16 years old. And I'm like, Mom, get out of here. I'm playing this game. And then all of a sudden, the cinematic started, and the woman in the game who I'm in love with, her name is Eris goes to the temple to pray and because she's an ancient and she that's what just what she does and cloud your he's, main he's character really doing this now uh-huh, i see this You're the uh, your main character cloud who has big spiky hair big blonde spiky hair and a giant sword that's very very japanese you go up to see how do you know if a sword's japanese uh, everything don't, in the game don't, is don't very slow japanese. down right now joel <laughs> you go up to check on her see if she's okay and you see her praying then all of a sudden you notice Sephiroth, the villain of the game with the giant long sword. Japanese sword. Oh, coming okay. down. It, well, it is a Japanese sword. He comes down from the ceiling and impales her as she's praying. And your mom's vacuuming as this is happening. And she's vacuuming and I So I was a little distracted but I'm like, "Wait, no. Mom, get out of here. Mom. Uh, Mom, I'm having emotions. Don't look at the rooms I'm like, "You got to go. Mother, gotta- there's water coming out of my eyes. You ruined my game." <laughs> Let me just be with my game and I I'm seriously only a third through this game and the lead female in the game had just been killed. And it's not like a game where you, like, killed, game over, reset. She had been killed as a character and never comes back. Gentlemen, I cried that day. I cried for a video game character when I was 16 years old. I hadn't cried for maybe seven years previous. You you used all your tears up that day, didn't you? I did. I cried about this. So it's Artex
2: and Eris
1: in Final Fantasy VII. In fact, I've made friendships based on that moment in this game. Like, in high school, I'd be like, hey, you like games? It's like, yeah, yeah, what games do you play? I like Resident Evil and Final Fantasy. What? Final Fantasy, where are you at? It's like, oh, I just got to the part with Eris. And it's like, we're best friends forever. Wow. It's... It's a strange... T- Look, I'm saying too much about myself. This is like Dr. Matt should be here right I feel now. Like he should be. Yeah. Dr. Matt, why don't you come on out? <laughs> yeah, come on out here. I, it. Here. I knew I knew you waited till this <laughs> moment, but I cried in this game. And this game taught me that some actions in games are permanent and stories can be fantastic. Sephiroth is still one of the greatest video game villains of all time. I love this game. You know, we decided
2: to go with a theme uh, of emotional moments in games and... This next game, <laughs> it really, it made me feel so emotional. It's Jet Moto 2 <laughs> from the PlayStation 1. I mean, you could play with characters like Lil Dave and Blade <laughs> and Technician and Gadget and Vampira and Hun. Wild Ride. Wild I,
0: Ride was the best.
2: And then Steel and the Max and the Bomber. Um <laughs> You used hover bikes.
0: Let me get you a tissue, Joel.
2: You used hover bikes, and you go around tracks, and it was fun. You're a monster. (laughs) You're a straight-up monster. Uh, I just feel weird going from this big emotional moment to Jet Moto 2. Jet Moto 2 is
1: freaking sweet.
2: It is freaking sweet, but Jet Moto 1 came out in 96. Jet Moto 3 (sighs) came out in 99. This one came out in 97. But uh, you're using hover bikes. You're running around these race courses, and it's like motocross, but like, Hyped up motocross, hyper real motocross. You're gliding over water, land. It doesn't matter. You're going off these giant cliffs. You use like magnetic hooks to spin around corners. Very essential. And it was it was rough. Like you play in all these different areas too, like uh, the Slick Rock Gorge, or Meltdown, or Arctic Blast, or Roller Side. I remember the tracks like right now. Like just the noises. (laughs) Like the noises. And they had real sponsors in this, which was so bizarre to me. Yeah, like uh, Mountain Dew, jet ski, uh, dragon, dragon optical. They had all these real things in there. In fact, Chef Boyardee sponsored this game, but they didn't want to put it on any of the bikes, so they put it like billboards. So as you're driving by, you'll see a Chef Boyardee billboard.
1: And it was. Yeah, I guess weird. a hover bike sponsored by <laughs> with Chef Boyardee on the side would be a little weird. Yeah, that would
0: be a little weird. Unless it was like a themed bike, right? Like the rider looks like Chef Boyardee or a ravioli face, <laughs> which yeah, would be pretty yeah. cool. But
2: then, I mean, you're flying along, and this thing was was super fun to play, and I loved finding like the, the shortcuts. Yes, like when you break through a house to get through the, the river level, or you know, flying down a cliff and then hitting the hook just right, the magnetic hook just right, so you could flip around. But this one, and I want to read this. Because this is a scandal Let's that I'm it. about to break on Bacon Sale. About <laughs> Jet Moto 2. Try to do it About pride. Jet Moto 2. Don't bring it up again. It? It's Jet Moto 2. <laughs> in order to conserve CPU cycles for other things, the developers use gameplay recordings in place of fully developed racer AI. As a result, most AI racers have a perfect run and any mistakes made by the player result in a quick loss of top racing positions. Yep. They made perfect racing opponents so you could never win this game. What? It wasn't my fault that I came in last place.
1: Patience, my son, patience.
2: Mm. Uh but this one actually it was real cool cuz it had uh, the original 10 tracks but then you could unlock all the tracks from the original Jet Moto 2. So
1: you could never
0: win a race against AIs? Not unless you didn't Rarely. make any mistake. And wow. like it was That's wild right I could. Well and people me.
2: people loved this game but criticized Show off. the difficulty level cuz it was very hard to master. But man, this game was fun. And it had this you know, kind of a fun soundtrack behind it, too, as you were playing. I just like this game a lot. And it just really made me the man I am today.
0: <laughs> All right. Over to you, Kent. We're down to our final two. Good luck not crying for this one, too. This game brought emotions to me.
1: But I'm not gonna cry like Jet Moto. Not nothing like Jet Moto. Let's be honest. But this one was like I was
0: finally. So this is your this is your number one recommendation. Is that what this is? This is. Okay. Well, and, Kent and then I... we'll have Joel's number one recommendation.
2: The, this top three, Kent and I both agreed on as essential ones. Oh, totally. I didn't play a lot of Metal Gear, but I played this Metal Gear. Oh, you mean the sequels
1: or anything like that? Yeah, I I I, I didn't really play them, but Metal Gear Solid I played. The game is Metal Gear Solid. Solid. Came out in just said. I know. But you said it passively. We have to give it like a big announcement. Yeah, this is his... Jet Moto 2. <laughs> Developed by Konami. Uh, it was released 1998. in... 1998. 1998. It's an action-adventure stealth game. This game is very misleading. In fact, I just bought this one because I heard so much hype, expecting to just do like the straight action game, and I realized I was hiding in a cardboard box or <laughs> hiding behind a pillar No, this or, or this... people trying to find my footprints, and I'm like, this is boring. No, but it's a
2: stealth game. It's one where you didn't have to kill everybody. And you probably shouldn't try to kill everybody because he dies really easy. And then you hear that lady screaming, snake, 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 snake.
1: (laughs) You are solid snake. In fact, I will read this. It says you are snake, a government agent on a mission to regain control of a secret nuclear weapons base from terrorist hands. This game seems like a Rambo, sort of a commando type game. In yeah. fact, it's based off of... The character's based off of Snake Pliskin from Escape from New York.
0: <laughs> Which... Is it really? Yeah.
1: He's Solid Snake. What's his opponent's name, Kent? Liquid Snake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your twin brother, Liquid
1: Snake, who has a British accent. Just wait till Gas Snake comes out. I, this Okay. The series gets strange. Even in this game. But this game really just... I would say changed gaming. So Hideo Kojima, who was a main developer at Konami at that point. Not anymore. He made this game with a master touch. The graphics aren't even that great here, but the gameplay changed everything, I feel, for stealth games like Spl- Splinter Cell or any military game that came after. Yeah, This changed, or Last of Us even, this changed everything. And so what this game does is, you know, it tells the story, you're, you're going through this base and you have these like walkie-talkie conversations with all these characters and there's betrayal, I mean there is uh you know espionage in every way the villains have this grand really stupid soldiers really stupid soldiers and you know convenient cameras and whatnot but everything in this game like the story plays out perfectly and it's a smart game in fact joel Mm -hmm. there's a moment and i'm sure you remember i was gonna bring it up if you weren't going to where the game just totally freaks you out could you explain well so the most games you play, and you just got to figure out the right
2: hit combination. If there's a boss battle. If there's a if there's a boss battle, right. and you get through it, it's fine. This game broke the fourth wall, and it messes with you. And I, mean, I don't know okay. how... how it, might as well spoil it, but... I'll
1: get into it. There is a character named Psycho Mantis, and he is a gas mask wearing freak. Mm-hmm. And he floats around the room, and he'll throw couches and lamps at you. And you try to shoot him, and he will block you at every instant. He incident. can sense your every move. There's no getting through. And he'll monologue the whole time, and he'll say... Oh, Snake, I see what you're trying to do. And he goes, I see you play a lot of Contra. Yeah, he'll look at your memory card and start talking The game character can read your memory card. (laughs) And you're like, wait, what? I see you play Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, you like those kind of games, huh? And you're like, please stop doing this. This is creeping me out. And the guy's creepy enough. It's like a horror boss battle. But then... And he gives you hints, and you can't beat him unless... Unless you actually pull out your controller from the Player
2: One port and stick it in the Player 2 port. And then suddenly,
0: he can't read your mind, your mind
2: anymore because he's looking through Player Port 1. So you actually have to physically move your controller to the Which other port. Which would
1: reset any other game.
2: Yeah. But not Metal Gear Solid. It was mind-boggling when all of a sudden I was like, wait, what? Like,
1: So I, I, how did
0: you decide, how did you figure out how to do that? He gives you
1: clues or you look it up on the internet. <laughs> yes. On Yahoo or <laughs> webcrawler.com. Or you talk to your friends. Yes. And they're like,
2: Oh, yeah, I was so so sad when Ares died.
1: (laughs) When Ares died? Not Ares? You don't really care, do you? Ares. Ares? Ares. 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 Jemoto, too.
2: (laughs) Don't bring it up, Jacob.
1: (laughs) But Metal Gear Solid is a monumental game, and each of the sequels have been just as, like, game-changing, except for the story gets crazy. This is the game where you would be playing, and you're like, I've got 20 minutes to play. So you play for 10 minutes, and there would be a cinematic that's about 25 minutes. Yes. You'd put the controller down, and you would be like, oh this government takeover thing is going they're really it's going It's a real for time this. government takeover It's yeah which we're not going to get into because no. I've already
0: been accused of a lot in this show. Yeah Kent but loves this government takeover. there's takeovers. certain things though like honestly. And that's where we learn anything from this show is that Kent <laughs> yeah. loves government takeovers. Yeah.
2: I was a teen. But I love like the moments when like you're, you're walking around and it's all quiet and you just get up against the wall and you just go knock 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 and the guy goes what was that? He starts walking towards you, and you're just like, "I'm gonna break his neck." Yeah,
0: or you get cheese, <laughs> Joel. Wow. Because if you get yeah. a silent
2: takedown, the other guys don't come for you. And you just singing
0: get- a song about breaking someone's neck. But then, yeah, when- like a like a bro. You're never <laughs> going to
2: break his
1: neck.
0: <laughs> um,
2: but then you also you can get a cardboard box. Yeah. And like walk behind people, and like it, it's totally like you're huge, and this cardboard box is small. But you're like this walking box, and if you don't move when
1: they're looking at you, it's fine. Yeah. Or they'll come up and they'll kick the box, and be like, huh? <laughs> What's, a, what's in this box? The little
2: exclamation point will pop above their head. Yeah, Huh? Yeah.
1: yeah. So fun. So good. I love this game. It is, it is a masterpiece. It truly is. Yeah. And then finally,
2: the game we're both going to talk about, because it was one game that he and I bum, both agreed bum, on as bum. one of the best games of the PlayStation, which is weird because it's not one of the best selling. It's in the, like, the top 50, I think.
1: I'm surprised because this was such an early game. There weren't that many like grade A games on the system. Yeah. But we're talking about... Set the world on fire. I am Calypso, and I
2: thank you for playing Twisted Metal. So good, but (laughs) Twisted Metal? Two. Two. So Twisted Metal came out in 1995, and it was fun. And then they had 3 in 98, four in 99, Small Brawl in 2001. Um, They had Black on the PlayStation 2. Yes. But uh, Twisted Metal 2 was the epitome of what I thought was fun gaming back in the 90s. Because it's a demolition derby. But you're in these weird locations with these very cool characters, and you have like super attacks on your car. Like your car can shoot missiles, homing missiles, machine, machine guns. guns. Uh, they had a Spectre, a guy named Spectre, whose missiles could go through walls. They had Shadow, who he drove a hearse and he'd throw out these shadows at people and to make them explode. Twister was this race car that could yep, spin around tornadoes. in a tornado. Oh, there's so many fun different characters here. But they all had the story. And the story is that Calypso has invited each one of these players specifically to come and fight in a tournament to the death. And then whoever's left at the end gets whatever wish they want, no matter, it you know, it can doesn't have to be like a realistic wish. It can be anything. He can grant it. But it was one of those be careful what it's you wish for A monkey's games. paw sort of situation. Like, for example, one of the ones, a Hammerhead, these two idiots that drive a monster truck, they win the battle. And then at the end, you see their cinematic, and they go up to Calypso, and they're like, uh, you can give us anything, right? And he's like, yes. And he, then he says, we want to we want be able to fly. And he's like, wish granted. And they're like, great. And they run and jump off the building and then fall to their death. And then Calypso reaches in his pocket and pulls out plane tickets. And he's like, well, what am I going to do with these tickets?
1: <laughs> yeah. And you just beat the game as those characters and that's what you get. It like kicked you in the shin after every time you beat the game, but you wanted to beat it with every character. Yeah. The replayability is so good. And... France I mean you are driving through Paris the city streets you knock down the Eiffel Tower and get a drive through the wreckage yeah you you blow up the Eiffel Tower and
2: then get a drive through it Uh, in New York you can actually blow up the Statue of Liberty and turn it to a a woman wearing a bikini yep (laughs) so random Uh, there's so many different things you can blow up a, a Windmills in Holland, uh, LA, you can blow up the Hollywood sign. Like, there's mm-hmm. all these different things in there, but you're also just fighting against each other. And it's an all out brawl. Like, you have five, six, seven <coughs> people coming after you. And then you have, like, Sweet Tooth the clown. So
1: it was one of the mascots for the PlayStation as well. Sweet Tooth is so yeah. recognizable. And it's kind of like the Pennywise of the system because he is a terrifying clown. But all of them had, the thing is, all of them had a story. All of them had a history. And
2: then they all had this ending. And it was like, it was always that. He always twisted their words. It was kind of like words. Black
1: Mirror. Every little thing was a Black Mirror episode. Yeah.
2: like Well, I remember.
1: Uh, the pigs. What's his
2: name? Um, That's for the best. I can't remember his name. The guy in the Warthog. So Warthog just says he wants, his, he wants a young body again. And so then Calypso grants his wish and he makes his body young, but his head is still an old man's. And like Spectre, he wants the world to know his face. And so, mm-hmm. Calypso takes his face and stretches it over the entire earth. Like, it's all this kind of just weird... <laughs> Such a weird it's game. It's like this dark humor. And I really dug that as a kid. And the animation, hit and miss. Old. It's, it's boxy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you're driving around the streets of France, it doesn't really look you like You can, like, France. run right through buildings because there's so many bugs. Yeah. yeah. There's glitches all over the place. But this is honestly one of the funnest games I've ever played, PlayStation or not. Twist of Metal 2. Who did you play, Ken? Who was your character in Twist of Metal 2?
1: It was actually Spectre. You did Spectre? Spectre was my favorite. I like the cop. Was it Outlaw?
2: Is yeah, it Outlaw 2. She was great. She was great. Like Outlaw 2 and Shadow were my two that i go between. Oh, Shadow is awesome. I love Shadow. But then uh, he was the hearse driver who shot out Shadows. Spectre uh, shot the missiles that went through walls. But he was also, and when you play in New York, you could fall off buildings really easily.
1: Was it left right up for the freeze? Yeah. Left and right then back the, for, the, the, yeah. for the bomb? Sorry, we're getting so geeky. This is geeky, <laughs> but we didn't, we didn't get very geeky.
0: We've been very surface level this entire time. Yeah, I've time. been very surface level this entire show. But (laughs) uh, what show was that? I know I'm sick, but it seems like... The Power. (laughs) Oh, man, all the sound effects. I just love all the sound effects
2: on this. Yeah. But yeah, Twisted Metal is probably one of the funnest games I've ever played. I really enjoy the story. I enjoy the gameplay. I enjoyed the animation. Because the the actual gameplay, like I said, was uh, boxy kind of polygon animation. But then when I get to the cinematics at the end, it was
1: kind of this animated cartoon. It's actually a surprise they haven't really... Developed this game much further. So they made a Twisted Metal for the PlayStation 3. It was actually online, which yeah. was a really good idea, but they haven't gone for it after that. Like, they haven't made anything with all these Battle Royale games now. They could easily do this again.
2: Well, and there was even yeah, talk... Where of, is
0: the game like this, right? Yeah, nowhere.
2: Yeah.
1: There was even talk of a
2: Twisted Metal movie, and they were developing huh. it in 2012. And Starting then, to rock. <laughs> that doesn't make <laughs> sense. Well, they were going to do it, but then they, they, they said that they ended up scrapping it because it didn't feel like the fan base was big enough that they could necessitate the money that they needed to make it the way they wanted.
1: Also, to it, it seems a little bit like people are so sensitive now. Like Even on the back cover, it says now with smarter, deadlier, deeper battles for worldwide creative killing behind the will. Like That seems a little bit too sensitive yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Creative killing behind the will? No, yeah. that would not fly.
0: No,
2: but man, this was such a fun game. So we hope you played that. We hope you enjoyed our list. You want to run through those real quick, Jacob, the ones we talked about?
0: Whew. Okay, let's see what we can do here because that's a long list, but We'll do it first. Tomb Raider Collection, Spyro Collection, uh, Papa Rappa, <laughs> the rapper, <Papa> Rappa. suffocation, <laughs> no breathing. <laughs> uh, Marvel superheroes, Marvel superheroes, Tekken Three, <laughs> uh, Heart of Darkness, <laughs> Journey into the Conga. That's not it. Xeno Gears. I don't know the sound effects for that. Yeah, can't. What we got on? there? No, I yeah, you, you don't, your games you don't do like that you don't like the game. <laughs> it be a word I or love sound it. effect. Stop it. Bushido Blade. <laughs> Gran Turismo. Ooh, realistic. Oh man, Joel, you're beating him. Need for Speed 2. <laughs> awesome. Um, awesome. Silent Hill. Uh, I think <laughs> Oddworld: <Abe> Yaspi's <Yosby's> Odyssey. <laughs> Resident Evil 2. Watch out for the lickers. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, get Tony Hawks, Pro Skater 2. Woo! Righteous! Gorilla Radio! Castlevania, Symphony of the Night. Oh, uh uh-uh, listen to my music. <laughs> you get after me for blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Hoodwaga. Final Fantasy 7. Teen. Poor Eris. <laughs> poor poor Eris. Make sure. Mom, symphony. get out of here. <laughs> Uh, Jet Moto 2 go Chef boy RD <laughs> uh, Metal Gear Solid snake and finally twisted metal 2 I am Calypso <laughs> uh, you know that one's actually digital download on PlayStation 4 right now is it really yeah yeah ten, I'm buying it 10 I'm bucks have to get that too yeah worth it All right, guys, that's a wrap then.
2: All right. So thank you for listening. Let us know your favorite PlayStation games. If we missed the ones that you wanted to talk about, let us know on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram. We're all those places. If you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to
1: qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. I would like to apologize to Chrono Cross and Vagrant Story and several other RPGs, which I didn't get to name in Final Fantasy IX, just to name a few i love you all you can find me on twitter and instagram at kenny3dd and you, you can read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com
0: you can find me on twitter at Bay rogers and you can find bacon sale on twitter of course at bacon sale and on instagram at bacon sale there as well uh go to uh our merchandise store uh tpublic.com slash bacon sale we got lots and lots and lots of stuff there go get a sticker you know we need to be advertising these stickers more for two bucks you can I get got a bacon, sticker on my car you can get a bacon sale sticker Do you? yeah what the yeah. it say Team Kent, it's Bacon Sale. Oh, okay.
1: I'm not going to w- have a Team Kent sticker on my car. He
0: would actually. Because I am Kent.
2: <laughs>
1: Are you Team Kent?
0: I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to tell that story. All right, but for now, guys, I, I need you to follow my instructions very carefully. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Kick. 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 Punch. Punch. Block. Block. Chop, kick, block. Chop, Chop kick, block. block. <laughs> Bacon sale. Bacon, Bacon sale. sale. Just around the river bend. Snake! There's gonna be one. Snake. Snake. SNAKE!
2: SNAKE!
0: SNAKE!
2: SNAKE! Snake. Snake. <coughs> SNAKE! SNAKE! I don't know if
0: I... SNAKE! To SNAKE! SNAKE! Yep. Oh no! SNAKE! Kick, punch,
1: Tall in the mind.
2: This is the best game ever, and it's better than Sega, and Nintendo, and anything ever. Would you please put some lotion on my back, Sonny? <laughs> sure, lady!
0: <laughs> Punch. It's all in the mind. If you want to test me, I'm sure you'll find. The things I'll teach you is sure to beat you, but nevertheless, you'll get a lesson from the teacher now.
1: The wrestling came after the PlayStation, and so. <laughs> something broke. <laughs> Kids, don't so listen cheap. to Uncle Kent, okay? You're silly, you silly Neanderthal. <laughs> If the PlayStation 1 was a girl, it would have been my high school sweetheart. There's only a few polygons. Stop. One or two.
0: Stop. <laughs> Wild dog. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah.
2: Ugly. You're ruining the rhythm of the song, man.
0: Jacob's
1: naked. Hope no one can see that. anything. It's a podcast. Yeah, they don't know I'm on a park bench. Throw a compliment. It is rejected. Hey, I'm going to take down the government. Is Jacob talking in slow motion? <laughs>
0: Guys, we haven't been to the passionate cant yet.
1: It's Helvetica. It is Helvetica. Eleven. Maybe. Especially when little midget children are chasing you with knives. Little midget children. Say Marvel sec a liquor. A what? A liquor. Uh, what? Which is kind of like like a, a bottle uh, of the no-no liquid. Hold on, let me Google liquor. Don't please don't. Okay, not in my Wi-Fi.
2: I'm wondering why Jacob wants to act out this fantasy of shooting people in real life.
1: Your words are as empty as your soul.
2: Patience, my son. Patience. Pirate. Uh, let me be noble in this regard <laughs> and help yeah, this yeah. poor soul out, <laughs> while I have 50 other DVDs burning in the process right now.
1: Mom, get out of here. Mom. Ah. Uh, Mom, I'm having emotions. Don't look at the my room! Face. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta go. mothers
2: gotta- there's water coming out of my eyes. You ruined my game. You used hover bikes and you go around tracks. And it was fun. I'm gonna break his neck. Yeah.
1: Watch out for the liquors. Are you Team Kent? I am. Sometimes a killer body just isn't enough. <laughs> wow. Bacon sale.